Hello. Oh, hello. I'm Sammy. And I'm Steve. And you're listening to Roast Plate Special, the most dramatic, letter grabbingest, blockheadiest, uh, box guyingest. Uh, <laughs> recap podcast of The Bachelorette ever. Ever. Yeah, ever. And um, wow, this episode, okay, this episode was kind of a doozy, but oh my gosh, there's so many dramatic moments ahead. Are you excited? There's so I, much crying. There's a lot of crying. Yeah, I'm this, I feel like a lot of things happened in this episode. But yeah. every single thing that happened is basically just to set up future drama and other things. Yes. So this is the this is probably the big pivotal moment of the season. And every season has one of these episodes where they've kind of trimmed off the fat from the group of of men or women that are, are competing for the Bachelor, the Bachelorette, and you're down to like a core group. And now we're actually going to remember everyone's name. And the real shit's going to start because everyone that's left has some sort of claim to a semi-legitimate relationship with our bachelorette. So very excited that we're turning a corner here. Yes, definitely. Um, but we couldn't do that without Blake moving into the house. Oh, yes. And I was actually, I mean, I get it, but I was actually kind of surprised that mm-hmm. he got one of the one-on-ones this week. Yeah. I mean, of it, two. It, it does make sense from Katie's perspective because it's just like, well, yeah, I mean, making up for lost time. I think that's what the little card said. And that's exactly what it is, um, is she feels like they they have a lot in common and they may maybe have a little bit of a connection, but they actually need to spend time together. And the thing is, is, you know, I, I was kind of shocked because not only did he get he, he got the one on one, he moved into the house and was just like, hey, guys, it's me, Blake. I'm here now. And then he got the date. but even though the guys were a little bit pissed off at first, it didn't seem like they really cared that much. Like by the end of the episode, there was no friction. There was no drama around Blake's existence. They're just like, well, he's here and he's not a dick. Yeah. I mean, he's not the worst person to come into the house because he doesn't have the same kind of ego as other people have had coming in, but he's also not the same as those four women who came into the house last season. So yeah, it's kind of it's kind of like in between those two, I think. And, you know, he tried to buddy buddy up with people like, well, you know, I totally get it. I was in your situation, so I'd be pissed, too. But I'm here. So what are you going to do? OK. All right. So don't yeah. be dumb about it. OK, bye. And <laughs> so that's fine, I guess. And, you know, we had a couple people talking about it, like. Didn't Greg and Connor talk about it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah, they had their little heart to heart moment. So those two are obviously good friends. And they're worried and they're like, I think he's a legitimate contender. So that that narrows things a bit. Yeah. You know, and it's like, I get that. I guess, you know, here's something that I think about and I don't know. I'm going to be I'm going to like pop the bubble and and be maybe cynical but no I don't think it's I was just being realistic. If she's not feeling it with you, she's not feeling it with you. Having one extra person in the house isn't going to change things that much. She's probably already made some decisions. I mean, 
unless Blake is the person at the end of all this, which I highly doubt, mm-hmm. um, it's not really going to change the outcome that much. Yeah. And also, if she's not feeling it with any of the men in the house, it's just not going to happen anyway. I don't know, you know, unless she just picks someone because she feels like she has to pick someone. So that's kind of how I look at it. Like if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. If you're not if if you're not supposed to be with this person, if you're not compatible with them, an extra person here or there isn't going to make a difference. So when people act like it's the end of the world, I think that's silly. But also, I did expect to see more of a response and maybe we'll see more of one later because I have never seen a household of men so obsessed with the rules and Mm -hmm. they're like this is against the rules and I love it because I too love rules (laughs) and um (laughs) but I also uh can recognize when rules are bullshit but like in the context of the show there are rules and some are unwritten and most of the time when somebody kind of bends or breaks a rule, it's like, teehee, I did it, you know, to get extra time. And usually yeah. people let it slide. But, you know, two of my faves, Aaron and Trey, are not letting anyone get away with anything. <laughs> They're no, just it's, like, it's kind this of ridiculous right. <laughs> at this point. It's like, guys, I still, guys, I still love it. I don't know. I still think it's really funny because they're well, just because, like, like you said, I mean, there's I legitimate rules. You do this. <laughs> Like you said, there's legitimate <laughs> rules. Like you can't physically put your hands on another contestant. Like things that'll actually, or if you get hurt because of the bubble and you have to leave to go to the hospital, like you're gone. You can't come back to the bubble. Like there's rules, rules. And then there's just established norms. Like, oh, you have a rose. And because you have a rose, you should let the other guys who don't have roses go and, you know, talk to the bachelorette. Um, and to both of their points, it's like, yeah, that's the polite thing to do. But yeah. on the other hand, it is a competition at the end of the day. And it's it is fun to watch because I think this group of guys, they were able to get some of the, the wieners out early, you know, some of the douchier yes. dudes. And now they feel like there's this camaraderie between them, but it is still a competition. So it's almost like they're trying to balance that. But it's funny yeah. because when people right now, there's no let's be honest, there's not a villain left. There's no villains. But the show wants there to be a villain. The show needs there to be a villain. So it's using these like minor faux pas as like fodder to create editing and music stings. And in my memory of watching The Bachelor, this is the worst edit any single person has ever gotten who maybe didn't really deserve it. Like just the show. Yeah, just the show straining, grasping to create a villain that is not there. It is comical how ridiculous it is. Yeah, it's, I mean, I think I think the other thing is because he's not a front runner, it makes it easier for him to be a villain. And mm-hmm. clearly, I mean, he's a little delusional, right? Like, oh, yeah. But it's, but it's kind of like a Michelle Money edit where you're like, oh, you get to see Michelle Money on other shows and you realize she's like one of the most even keeled low key people ever. Yeah. Somebody gassed her up and was like, you should do this. And she was like, okay. (laughs) And I was like, that was clearly a mistake, you know, and she wasn't like that any other time in any other incarnation. So it was very obvious that someone told her to do this or even like crystal to a certain extent. Cause I think 
crystal. I don't know. I don't know about the crystal thing. Mm, jury's out, I guess. Um, yeah. But I think I think she was a little overkill on, you know, on Ari's season. But sure. And I, I don't know if that was all her. It seems like it wasn't all her. Uh, but yeah, we can talk about Hunter in a little bit because I have some thoughts and also some f- from the outside world news about Hunter. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's talk about Blake State, Katie and Blake State, because he did exactly what I said he was going to do last week. And I was like, look, he did it. And he was like, <laughs> wildlife is my passion, you know? Yep, and I was that's like, all yeah. you need to do. Slam I dunk. went to Africa for a month, you know? And I'm like, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. He's like the I draw the line at animal cruelty Brita of the season. And <laughs> so it's fine. But I know that. I can tell that about him. Sure, sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah, it's like I think it's totally great to care about animals. And I think it's important that we care about animals. But I don't know if you if are you familiar with my octopus teacher? It's the documentary, right? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Are you familiar with the criticisms against the documentary? No, I'm guessing it's it, people. Anytime there's any documentary involving an animal or any movie involving an animal, there's always someone who's just like, you know, oh, here's a cute video of a of a kitten like gently purring and doing a somersault, and you're like, oh, that's adorable. And then someone in the comments section, all caps, is just like, actually, when kittens do somersaults, it means they're in duress. This kitten is being abused. You're like, I don't know if that's true. Is that what my octopus teacher is? No, it's like kind of different. Um, so, okay, uh, skip ahead five. Uh, it's not going to take five minutes, but skip ahead five minutes if you don't want to hear this. It's probably going to take a minute. Okay. Uh, so my octopus teacher, I haven't watched the documentary, but I've watched some criticism on the documentary, so I should watch the documentary as well. Basically, mm-hmm. it's like this guy who's like, you know, going through all this stuff in his life, and he goes and finds this octopus and basically imbues it with human properties and is like, this octopus has, has like healed my you know, relationships in my life and like just put all this on this octopus and and also is like, we must do our part to save their their land, you know, their area. But it's like, but you're invading this octopus's space mm-hmm. like constantly. You're like diving down and visiting it all the time. <laughs> and you're acting like you're different and special from anybody else. And so a lot of people are kind of like, this is just like a colonizer mindset in the ocean. <laughs> okay. That makes more um, sense. Which is like, I think a hundred percent valid criticism of the documentary. Yeah. And so many people are like breathless about it. Like, Oh my God, it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. I'm like, yeah, but it's just like a white dude talking about owning something again. Like, mm-hmm. okay, cool. <laughs> like My favorite subject. <laughs> I didn't learn anything new. Um, yeah. So that's kind of like the vibe that Blake gives off. Like, you know, like I talk to the animals and only I can understand them. And I think it's really important to care about animals because obviously they play a vital role in our ecosystem. And uh, if we're not supporting the plants and animals around us, we too will die. Mm. Uh, but I think you also need to care about people in the process. And when you kind of move too far into that territory of just like animals are my passion It's Mm -hmm. yeah, like I feel like it's kind of a way to bypass some of the other things that you should be concerned about and thinking about in your life. Yeah. And you can just hide behind your deep care of wildlife and living in Africa for a month. Yeah. It's like poverty tourism, but with animals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. No, that's a good way of putting it. Yeah. 
Um, not to say that Blake doesn't do good work. I'm not saying he doesn't. Yeah, Blake, I'm your not, little octopus teacher. I'm not saying he doesn't have good <laughs> intentions. I'm just saying when I hear things like that, I, I, my guard goes up and I go, okay, but like, what else do you care about? Because mm-hmm. I'm the person who goes to hang out with the dogs at the party, but I also like, you know, want to make sure that humans are taken care of. I just don't want to hang out with them at parties. <laughs> sure. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's a difference. I don't know. But, y- you know, one thing I do like, though, is that they do seem to get along and Katie likes that he does his own thing. And she seems to be the kind of person who likes her own space and to do her own thing. So that seems compatible. And that's good. Mm-hmm. Um, and she thinks he's a good kisser. So that's so that's good, too, for, for them. And um, it was kind of interesting because Blake wasn't part of the conversation that Katie already had on a group date to yeah. have her revisit it was was interesting um i don't think that's bad i don't think it's bad to have that conversation more than once it was just interesting that they included it and blake i think handled it fine i think he responded as well as anyone could have that's a lot of stuff to receive yeah 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 i thought he did a good job Yeah. No, he, yeah, he, he did pretty good. I mean, and the other thing is too, is uh, they're lucky they have this one-on-one time, but you know, everything they're doing is still on kind of an accelerated timeline. So he has to, I I, I don't know. There's just a lot for him to, to take on. And where, where these other guys had time to like build up to that conversation, at least a few weeks. Yeah. Now it's just like, I don't, I don't know if normally that would be like, hi, we've technically been in each other's presence for 20 minutes. Let's have this conversation. Eh, maybe it wouldn't happen that way in real life, but here we are in The Bachelor. So yeah, yeah I, I think it was handled well. And it's it's nice to watch them um, just because I think the two of them have really good natural chemistry. And yeah. part of that is obviously their mutual interests, but even the way they express themselves, I think is very similar. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's just good. They're a nice fit for each other. Now, Katie raises the question of, oh, well, you know, is it a good thing that we're so much alike or is it a bad thing? Who knows? Uh, but I think it'll be good, and certainly the the attractions there. I mean, at one point they literally take a roll in the hay. So yes, th- you know roll, that's a good sign. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I mean, you could kind of tell from the like the coming up next. It looks like he makes it to hometowns because mm-hmm. he's talking to his family. Um, unless there's like a special visit that he wins some other way, which could happen. Um, that kind of is what it looks like. And then, or like, you know, what their hometowns is. And then, but we also know that it's coming up. It sounds like he's not that into her, which is kind of weird because he's like, I'm so into her. And then he's like, I'm not into her. So I don't know what the hell that's all about. But that's the only thing. It's like, I think that might turn him into a villain. Mm -hmm. Because it's like, okay, you put your reputation on the line, said you were all in, said you were interested. Now you're saying you're not in love. And now you're going to look like such an asshole. Even though that's 
a totally okay thing to feel in normal circumstances. It's just going to look really <laughs> shitty. I think yeah. if that's how it turns out, I don't know. So, but this date went well. Yeah, I think they they get along well. Of course, we get another country music star. I or not. I put star in uh, very liberal quotes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I don't know who this person is. He's singing a song about like memorizing your your whatevers and stuff, like memorizing you. And Katie's like, it's so perfect because I like memorization. I've memorized, you know, the first 40 digits of pi. And so <laughs> I just thought this was the perfect thing to dance. To. I don't know. Whatever. So I just really like for once, like, like I thought about this. If I was the bachelorette, I'd be like, do we really have to have all these country music a-holes on here? Or can... Can't we just get like really good indie musicians? Um, they'll probably <laughs> nope. do it for way cheaper. So can we just do that instead? Uh, I don't actually like these people. Yeah, I, I don't understand. It just seems like, you know, they just go to Nashville and pick any 27-year-old artist who can kind of sing out of any number of bars, and then they just throw them in there. These are not, not that I'm tapped into country music and, and who's popular and who's not. But these guys all seem like jabronis to me. Yeah, they're just like total nobodies. And okay, so um, here's here's a hot tip that you'll only get on this podcast. This is why you listen to this podcast over That's other right. podcasts, because I will give you recommendations for random shit. Uh, there's a band I can't stop listening to. I cannot mm -hmm. physically stop listening to them. It's a problem. I need help. I'm not going to get the help. <laughs> and the band is called The Happy Fits, and they're from Jersey, and they're going to be big. like. Strokes big, not like, uh, you know, I don't know. What? Something smaller than the strokes? No, no, not na like name a. The vines. Like a they came out at the same time as the strokes. No, but I don't the think vines. They went like, <laughs> they're going to be like, they're going to be like Arctic Monkeys big, not like, uh, um, or like Vampire Weekend big, not like, I'm trying to name a bigger band. <laughs> oh, so they're not like, going to be, not the next Kesha. They're not, not going to be the next Kesha. <laughs> They're not going to be Jet. Imagine um, Dragons. Yeah, they're not going to be Imagine Dragons. They're not going to be Kings of Leon. That's a good like uh, flame up and fizzle away or whatever. Flame, flame up because their sex is on fire. Their sex is on fire. Exactly. Um, so but they're not going to be like, I swear they're going to be big. Like I can see it. It's coming and it's okay. very exciting. But anyway, um, right now they're just like three mid 20s dudes who live in Brooklyn together and make a bunch of silly TikToks and mm -hmm. do live streams on YouTube. And I bet if you're like, here's $5,000, they'd be like, okay, <laughs> that's yeah. a lot of money. So like, hello. And they're like one of the best bands I've ever seen do anything in my life. And I'm just like, why get creative? <laughs> yeah. There's plenty of good music out there. Nope. Uh, All you get is country music bumpkins. Sorry. That's just the way it is. So I'm going to memorize like why I hate the music. I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> I was trying to uh, come up with something. I failed. So we find out that Andrew is going to get Andrew S. Sorry. Pff, there are two Andrews on the show. Yeah. Uh, Andrew for S. Now. AKA Andrew Snake, according to you. <laughs> 
something. Although the I, show is totally over that, by the way. They're, yeah, they're this, like, the okay, show he's not is bad like, anymore. okay, we're going to make Andrew cute again. Um, and we'll talk about that. But he gets the next one-on-one, which we were kind of expecting. Mm-hmm. And we're on to the group date. And finally, Wells is here to introduce us all to Calvin Ball. I mean, what's it called? Uh, it's called Bachelorette Slam Dunkity Doodah. Ball Battle. <laughs> yeah, it's just so, like yeah. like a little kitty basketball hoop, except they're all wearing singlets and can tackle each other like it's rugby, right? Like that's pretty much it. Yeah, it's like we're going to take kind of the thing that we did with flag football or wasn't it flag football? Mm-hmm. Um and we're going to do it a little different, and you're going to forget that we did this before. Uh, controversial question for you, Sammy. Okay. Do you think, because it, they do two challenges almost every Bachelorette season, um, there's a, a a fighting one of some sort and a sportsy one of some sort. And I feel like every single time they do these, someone gets hurt. Yes. Are, are they Are they doing it specifically for like the TV moment of, oh no, is his leg broken? Yeah. Or okay. So they're they're yeah. legitimately just like putting these guys in harm's way so they can get some drama out of it. Yeah, they want they want an ambulance clip. They oh we love the ambulance clip. They want an ambulance clip so bad. And if they can't have um a girl fall down the stairs, <laughs> yeah, then they're gonna have to do some kind of fighting sportsy thing so that someone gets hurt. And yeah. um okay, my the moment I like the most in this scene was when Dad Michael like had his arm around Courtney and it like made my heart feel good. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I love that they're friends. That makes me feel so good. Like they were were, like really close and being super sweet to each other. And I was just like, (laughs) um, so that was, that's how I, I, my favorite thing on the show Mm -hmm. is watching real friendships form. Like that's always, I think one of the most rewarding things to watch so i i pay attention to who is getting close and and who they get really broken up about leaving because like like michelle i think is a really good example of it's clear that every person in the house loved her mm-hmm. you know yeah. so it's exciting it's exciting to know that she's gonna be you know the next bachelorette like that's super cool um but anyway so i wrote my heart uh and also those <laughs> hearts on their buns but so here's the thing that here's the thing that was interesting because last episode i figured it was creative editing but i wasn't sure exactly how like cuz i don't even think this was in this i don't remember hunter saying ever he got exactly what was coming to him mhm i feel like they interviewed him about thomas or something and he said that And then they just splice that in because no one would ever say that dad, Michael, deserves to get hurt. Yeah, that's ridiculous. He's Mr. Rogers in the house. Oh, no one wants to hurt. That that was a total hack job. And you could see it, too. Like that clip that they were showing us last week where it's like, look, clear villain. This evil man has emerged from this goofball blockhead idiot's body. No, everything was cut together to make it look worse. It's absolutely comical. Yeah, ridiculous. So I really think that sucked. And but, you know, I get that they're like, oh, he goaded on an aggressive play that made, you know, Justin act in a kind of way that 
he didn't mean to act and he kind of went at Michael too hard and Justin felt so bad. And he was like, I'm so sorry. You know, and it's like, yeah, there was no drama to be had. It's just kind of like, oh, we let, we got carried away. And some people were frustrated because they felt like Hunter let it happen. But it was kind of one of those, you could see that as just a misunderstanding or just Mm -hmm. getting caught up in the moment. I don't see that as anything. I don't feel like anything was intentional or bad or anything like that. And yeah, like Justin is definitely one of my favorite people in the house. And he just like solidified it when he was like, I felt so bad. Yeah. You know, and because he's a stand up dude. And so that was really mm-hmm. sweet to see. And and I was glad because I was worried that he had like effed up ribs or something. Yeah. And so it's nice to see that I, he I think can he cracked stay the around. Rib. Yeah. You think I'm so? Got, oh, 100 percent. Yeah, that's what I thought. I think he just he just got the wind knocked got the out wind of him. Knocked out of him. Yeah. Yeah. But it's yeah, when he was like, I'm having trouble breathing, I was like, oh no. And then ever and he's older, you never know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but he's fine, so that's that's a relief. And although I don't know how long he's gonna stick around for, question mark. Yeah. And uh yeah, so that was that was interesting editing. And I wrote something. I just wrote something after this. So Aaron obviously said something. I just wrote, I love Aaron's loyalty. (laughs) Aaron's the most (laughs) loyal person who has ever existed in any house in any season. And it's weird because I don't feel like he has any relationship with Katie whatsoever. But he is just protecting her left and right just because it's the right thing to do. He's and, like her security team yeah. with an emotional investment at the same time. It's it's really odd. Like, I wouldn't marry him, but I would hire him to protect me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know what I would do is I'd probably, like, go into business with him. Yeah, for sure. Right? For sure. He would just be like, I'm sorry, what does this say on page 42? You're you're expecting me to sign yeah. what? My, my Midwestern niceness precludes me from, you know, being a successful cutthroat businessman. But if I had someone like him with me, my God, the world the world is uh, my oyster at that point. Yeah, really. yeah. Aaron, if you're listening to this, we're in, pitch us any business ideas you have. We're in. We're in. 100%. We're, we're so in. We trust you implicitly. Uh, so anyway, (laughs) yeah, that was just kind of interesting. Uh, but yeah, so then they have, oh, also, yeah, again, following my argument that none of the games are real. The rules are a (laughs) hundred percent made up. She's letting everybody come hang out. Yeah. (sighs) To be fair though, in this instance, no one technically won because the game did not end. She ended the game, but Mm -hmm. there was a team that was ahead in points. Um, but she let everybody spend time. I would have done the same thing in this particular scenario because of what happened. Oh, sure. I don't argue with that, but it just (laughs) continues my (laughs) argument that uh, the games aren't real. They don't mean anything. You don't get anything for winning. It's kind of silly. No, it's all horseshit. Yeah, it's all horseshit. Uh, We get a lot of like montage about the guys, uh, you know, doing one-on-one time. And Michael has a moment with her and, you know, it's nice to see that he's okay and he gets smooch and that's nice. And, uh, uh, okay. Connor, can we talk about Connor in his shirt? <laughs> yeah. Let's talk about Connor in his shirt. What the fuck are you doing? Connor? Oh, Connor, Connor, Connor. Just button it. <laughs> Wait, Just, you're not on, Kenny. Dude. What are you doing? 
But it's not like he's got some giant glistening pecs either. He's That's a pretty bird-chested like, young man. <laughs> you're not you're not Kenny, the boy band manager with like absolutely flawless abs and a bunch of tattoos. Like what are you doing? Yeah. You're just like goofy. Just You're a math teacher. That's the thing. I just keep thinking about his students. If I was a student, I would be crawling inside of myself oh, watching that. Yeah. Ugh, no. Connor, stop it. But anyway, I think his song was decent. And um, but again, Connor, pick one thing. Uh <laughs> I'm just yelling at myself. And <laughs> uh let's see okay yeah so aaron's talking a little bit about hunter and he's like i don't know i just feel like he's just like i don't know being a little like not cool so i just like (laughs) get a bad feeling you know whatever that his the generic stuff he says about that and then he's like okay now i have a prop now i don't like you and (laughs) and then okay trey i really liked trey's eyes lighting up when he was like have you ever tried salsa dancing i want to try salsa dancing (laughs) Uh, okay yeah you just watching these guys just like i i'm just like cringing so hard right now and thinking about you going home like this is just come on dude like i know trace like trace not gonna make it past next week no he's he's on a very short lease and the rest of these the only one that's consistently surprising me is that dopey ass virgin because i mean i don't know how he's making it this far honestly he is pure undistilled like 200 proof pure cringe just i I cannot (laughs) deal with it he can't dress himself every time he talks i'm like what is wrong with you he has he's just like i I can't stand him i mean i'm not gonna marry the guy clearly but no i don't see like seeing katie's bonds with the other guys in the house and and what she connects with them on i do not see the appeal of the virgin other than he seems like a nice guy but you know I just don't feel like they have similar worldviews either. So it's just kind of odd. It's just very strange. Um, But no, Trey is my absolute favorite. And everything he says makes me like, (laughs) (laughs) and I'm like, I know you're not going to make it, but you're so sweet. Like when he's just like, do you want to go salsa dancing? I was like, (laughs) Um, and then Courtney like, I seriously think Courtney is one of the best dudes in the house. And he's just like trying all the wrong stuff. Like he just I think he's shy, kind of. Yeah. Um, and then but the only way he can know to like be outgoing is like puns uh, and like little like word performances that he comes up with and prepares ahead of time to feel comfortable in front of the camera. Do you know what I mean? Cause yeah. And it's still like, uh, it's just not good. Cause like when he's sitting with the guys, it's always like, I feel like he's really thoughtful and he'll contribute to the conversation, not in mm-hmm. like huge ways, but you know, you can tell he's thinking about a lot of things and I think he's on the right side of, the house and you know and he's been supportive and you can tell he's friends with everybody and all that stuff but yeah when yeah. he gets in front of katie he's like i'm gonna wrap myself up in toilet paper and 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 ask her if i'm on a roll and i'm like, like hey, why what, are what you if doing you didn't that? do that yeah what if you just didn't do that like you're a successful like business owner mm-hmm. <laughs> like at a very young age and yeah. you look good and you seem really sweet 
And why are, but I like puns. So that wouldn't necessarily be a deterrent for me, but I, it's not what's going to get Katie's attention. So I don't know what he's doing. Anyway, I was just like, you're blowing it, dude. And then <laughs> the, ver- but yeah. And then the virgin can just be like, uh, well, baseball analogies, not because I'm a virgin or anything, because you don't know that. But let's talk about first base. And I'm like, this is so obvious. Yeah. How how does she not see this? Anyway, so he gets a kiss somehow. That is also odd to me. Although Katie is, she's not afraid to kiss these dudes. Like, that's, no. that's not an issue. So she's, but, she's really willing to smooch, kick the tires on any of these guys, which I'm yes. fine with. I think that's, I mean, that's the point of the show. Yeah. And Caitlin walked so that Katie could run. So there you go. And okay. So then we have Hunter like, okay, this I thought was so weak. So that's why I'm just like, I don't, I don't get it. But he's just like pulls out a picture and he's like, look, I'm a dad. And isn't it cute? And she's like, (laughs) oh my God, let's make out. And that was enough to get him the rose. (laughs) Yeah. No, no. I was like, I mean, it's, Michael's it's, hurt. <laughs> He's injured. And you didn't give him you. the rose? Oh, jeez. I was so pissed. I, I wrote, what a screwy game. It, and, it, really, uh, it really was odd. That was a head scratcher to me. Yeah. I, I don't understand that. And then while Katie's off talking to the men, that Michael opened up about being a widower and everyone starts crying and Greg loses it the most. I was like, whoa. I was actually really surprised that Greg cried that much. And I don't think it was fake. No, it wasn't fake at all. It felt very real. Like he was just like, he was just like, everything I care about is so stupid and small. (laughs) That's correct. Welcome to, yeah, I'm glad you've come to that realization at this young age. It's actually good. (laughs) And he's like, oh, I feel like such an asshole. You know, (laughs) that's just like good. Yeah, and he's like, he just walks around and like smiles every day and like, how the hell does he do that? And Michael's just (laughs) like, well, you know, I am wise and I wear cardigans and uh, just here to tell you about life. (laughs) And it was really, yeah, it was a genuinely beautiful moment in the house. And I just, well done. Well done, yeah. everyone. Uh, so yeah, I was I was really impressed by all of that. So I'm not going to say something snarky about Greg. I'm going to say that was obviously a real moment for Greg. And I was happy because he was complaining earlier. It was a good through line because he had complained earlier about like not getting time or not feeling comfortable. Yeah. Um, and then he was like, you know what? That's stupid. And I was like, you're right. And because <laughs> that's the name of the game. And let's see. So Hunter got it. Totally stupid. Uh, now let's talk about Andrew S's date. Not to confuse you. Andrew S's date. <laughs> and here's the thing. Here's okay. Here's the thing. I don't think Andrew S is a bad guy by any means. I think he chose the wrong side in the fight. And I think they resolved it in a way that was smart because it was just yeah. like, we agree to disagree. It's done. And I don't think anyone's holding anything against him. We'll see if it comes up later, but I don't think anyone is. No. And, um, but there's just something, I don't know if it's like, he's just not exactly right for TV or what. There's just like something that feels like off, like guarded or do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, he's just always trying to put on the best face, but it's like, he's so self-conscious it feels 
like forced or weird or I. And I don't know if it's just because he's like an awkward person. I think that's it is he doesn't have like he doesn't naturally know how to deal with a camera or isn't able to shake it off as much. Plus the added pressure of just the nature of the bachelor slash bachelorette where you're pursuing one woman with 9 million other guys while you have all the stress of the TV stuff. I just, I I don't think it reflects on who he is as a person in a negative way. It's just like, he doesn't want to fucking deal with it. And I don't blame him. If anything, that, that might be the most relatable thing about him is he's just like, this fucking sucks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, there's just some yeah, there's just something that it's just like not exactly right for TV. It just feels like a mismatch. Like I thought going in Trey was going to be like that after reading his bio and stuff and then he turned out to like I think he's got a great presence for TV. I think he's really personal. I think you see his real personality. I think he very much shines. Mm-hmm. And but that's just cuz he's my favorite. Uh, no, I really do think, but even if he wasn't my favorite, I would feel that way. But I feel like there's so many men on this season in particular who just mm-hmm. feel very genuine and they're just like putting themselves all the way out there. So it feels strange when someone isn't because that's what you're comparing it to. Yeah. Um, but I thought this was a good date for them to go on. And the thing is, like, there's a lot of things I like about Andrew And I think that's why I'm being so picky, because he's got a lot of qualities that I like, you know, and like he made an into the woods reference. And I was like, OK, um, <laughs> I'm listening. You yeah. Know? And he'll pull out these like very hey, baby. Nerdy, what's your favorite Sondheim musical? Well, that's not my favorite Sondheim musical, but <laughs> I mean, it's that's Sweeney just, Todd. Obviously, it's obviously Sweeney Todd. There's like no competition. Come on. Come on. But like Into the Woods is obviously also very good. But <laughs> it's just funny. Like, yeah, he'll do stuff like that or he'll like quote things or what. And I'm like, okay, now you're speaking my language. Like, I understand what you're doing. And then he'll like pull out a fake accent or just be like, or he'll be like, oh, you're bad, Katie, or whatever. And I'm just like, okay, that's a little cringe. So I, I'm just kind of in between with him, I guess, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, but I liked I liked some of the activities that they did, like the the breaking hearts and the balloon pops and the letters and stuff. I thought, I was like, I kind of want to set up a date like this. Like, I would set up a date like this. I think oh, yeah, be fun. no, it's super fun. Uh, the problem with that one is I feel like, got the short end of the stick because it seems especially during pandemic times those are the ones where it's it's almost more i don't know the term is but it's more like friendly does that make sense like it's just like oh ha ha we're buds uh i i know there was like sort of like mystery scavenger hunt one on tasha's season and you know guy went home uh and, and this kind of felt like an extension of that or what's what's the one where they uh they they went to like the massage place and and played like fart pranks on people or yeah. you, you know what I'm talking about? That was the one that Katie went on. There you go. And that did not yeah. turn out well for her. No, friend zoned. <laughs> well, and like Tasha, um, oh God, who was it? Was it with Riley? No, it wasn't. Wait, was it with Riley? I'm trying mm-hmm. to remember. Um, no, it wasn't. They went on a different date. Who did she go on that date with where they like went out to like the tennis court at night and it was like spooky and they they did like haunted houses. Oh, stuff. God, that that was Taysha, then he wasn't just it? it was Tasha, But I'm trying to remember who she went 
on that date with it wasn't oh yeah I don't Riley know. was a different date I'm trying to remember who who it was um but it was just like oh wow because like he didn't make it out at the end of that date mm-hmm. she was just like um I'm looking to see if I can find it haunted house um suddenly sends a man home oh it was easy it was oh easy. was it okay. yeah and I really liked easy um yeah, he was he was a nice guy he I'm was so that. cool i i thought he had like a cool a cool um a cool oh god oh god i should not look up things um <laughs> um oh god this is really uh, unfortunate so so easy oh god i hate to report this um, this is on HuffPost from December 18th, 2020. It says she alleged that a Bachelor contestant raped her. The show's investigation was a letdown. Jesus Christ. Oh, God. And it was about easy. And I really hope that that wasn't true. But I don't know if it was true or wasn't true. And uh, yeah, I hate to be the one to share that. Um, oh, God. Ugh. Yeah. So, I mean, maybe it's a, I mean, it's good he didn't make it because Zach was also, Zach is also very great. So, um, mm-hmm. Zach is, was like the best choice that she could have picked on that whole show. Uh, but anyway, they did like friend, they did, yeah, like goofy, scary things. And then it was just like, yeah, I'm not, he's like, I'm in love. And she's like, I'm not interested. And I was like, oh, <laughs> well, okay. Oh, are All you right. still there? Oh, yes, I, 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 I am still there. <laughs> Hello. Um, there might be a dog that I'm trying to manage his whims. So if you've got if you've got a minute of things to say, I'm gonna manage this dog's feelings, and then I'll yeah, be right no back. Problem. Okay, well, go for I'm, it. I'm gonna switch. I'm gonna switch the topic entirely, and we're gonna move on to uh, something that I see as a serious problem in the house, and not because I think he's a bad person, but because I am deeply concerned at his fashion choices. So welcome to Steve's Fashion Corner. Let's talk about James Bonsal, all right? Now, you might remember James as the guy who dresses like a B-tier James Bond villain slash a guy at a club in the year 1997. Why is he so committed to the, like, the short turtleneck? I don't know. Uh, clearly, turtlenecks are making a comeback in men's fashion. We saw several on the last season of The Bachelor. Uh, James, it does not do him any favors. It looks like his chin is bolted to his chest. He looks ridiculous. <laughs> he often accessorizes this black turtleneck, black uh, blazer combo with a single silver chain. It's absurd. He borrowed this from <laughs> Mark Wahlberg at during, you know, like in, in like 95, maybe. I, I, I don't know what's going on. His yeah. hair is heavily gelled. I don't think he's a bad person. I think he's dumb. I think he dresses poorly. And I think he is completely out of his mind if he thinks he has a chance with Katie. I, 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 there's something weird about him that I don't well, like. He, he arrived in a box. Yes. Yes. So Send- that's like so that's like weird thing number one, right? Like you arrive in a box, you're, you're already strange. Sure. And-, and he was shipped directly from the red carpet ceremony at the uh, the debut of the original Independence Day, so that's that explains the fashion. Oh, I choices. thought you were going to say something about Entourage, and then, I, but anyway, so um, <laughs> yeah, here's the thing: like, I think Matt James looks really good in turtlenecks. Mm-hmm. Um, I think Andrew S looks good in turtlenecks. 
Mm-hmm. And I think, yeah, James looks very odd internally. I think it's like it's like the combination of all the things, though, right? Like he yeah. overly manicured everything with that and the hair slicked down, which feels old at this point. And yeah, just everything about it is just kind of strange. And um, yeah. Uh, but anyway, the Andrew date was good. I I do think it was good that they were talking about like interracial um, dating and marriage as well. I thought that was interesting. Um, I think Katie went a little colorblindy, but kind of brought it back. Yeah. Uh, you know, cause I, I don't know. It's like, uh, I don't know. We talk about this and I'm in a yoga teacher training. We talk about this in there too, where it's like, you know, you don't want to say like, Yes, yoga is about every about union, right? And everybody being one. But you also can't use that to like dismiss all of the world's problems. Yeah. <laughs> like you can't just be like, well, we're all one. So it's fine that I'm co-opting Thanks, this thing Diana. for my own profit or whatever. Like that's yeah. not it's not how that works. So it was like a little bit like that, but he seemed to really like it. He seemed to respond well. I think it's kind of hard to um wrap up a conversation like that in a neat little package for TV. And I'm going to, you know what I mean? Like that's kind of one of those things that I think you have to, that's like a good, he had to broach the subject. And so to pave the way for, cause it seems like he's going to be in the final four Mm -hmm. um, for like fantasy suite conversations. Yeah. Yeah. So I think he, introduce the topic in a good way and um it's important it's like i gotta know how you feel about this before we keep going because what if she said something he didn't like like yeah uh then we're done you know so i and and i think they do have a good connection because they kind of grew up in similar situations i think the difference is Yeah, like, I feel like he, and maybe it's just the way he's, like, processing everything that happened to him on national television, (laughs) (laughs) which I can't imagine doing. Um, But it's clear there's, you know, like, he's just kind of like, I don't know, there's always, like, a little jokey side to the way he talks. And I think it's just, like, a defense mechanism or, like, being nervous. I don't think, you know, like, that's how I read it, at least, where and. And, uh, you know, he's just like, ha yeah, like we both had fucked up childhoods, LOL. Um, <laughs> and it's just like, ugh. Um, but, you know, and Katie is more matter of fact about it. And maybe it's just where they are in their processing and how they present it to others. But they clearly have been through a lot of the same things. So that's not good, but it's good that they're connecting on something and Mm -hmm. they obviously like she said she can connect with him on a level that's deeper than some of the other men in the house and um yeah so all in all it was a good they were kind of setting it up like it was going to be a friend zone date and then it ended up being a good date yeah it was nice it was good it it was a nice cute date and i'm going to borrow some of those ideas perhaps (laughs) because i was like oh that's fun uh but where am i going to get all these ceramic hearts i don't know that's the tough part that's the tough part okay so then we get to like rose ceremony cocktail party time and like what happened to aaron's hand did you notice his hand was bandaged up yeah i i i thought that was just like residual uh rugby football basketball injury from earlier 
but I, I don't know. They didn't address it. It was like, Michael got hurt, and he's okay, but we're not going to talk about Aaron. I don't know. It was just weird. Yeah, it was odd. Um, because <laughs> it was like a pretty big bandage. Anyway, so they're sitting there talking. Okay, this is kind of my favorite. <laughs> it's like my favorite thing, but it also makes me roll my eyes. Every time Katie enters the room, they're like, Hachi Machi. <laughs> <laughs> kind of like she does look great every time she walks into a room she looks great i think yeah but they kind um, of overreact <laughs> her outfits are perfect like i mean that one time she was a little orange but like her makeup in general looks pretty flawless but like when she comes out they're just like oh my god yeah it's like cartoon wolf noises you know and i'm just like yeah. what's happening uh are we not in 2021 <laughs> Now, you still make cartoon wolf noises at hot chicks, I'm pretty sure. Oh, my God. It's just really. Remember, the was it last last season of The Bachelorette where someone got really mad because they're like, oh, Tasha's the smoke show. And the guy's like, whoa, whoa, yes. whoa. The last yeah. thing you do is call a woman a smoke show. And I'm like, I wish someone would call me a smoke show. It was that guy with glasses that called her a smoke show. Mm-hmm. Was it Which, was it some guy named Brooks or something like that? Uh, or some, yeah, Brooks Brothers, the Brooks man. Brothers. No, it wasn't. It wasn't that fancy guy. It was. Oh God, I can't remember his name. It was some, you know, Chad Somebody. Michael Murray name. Hold on. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why that just came up uh, on, in my brain. Like sometimes I'm like, where does this stuff come from? What kind of '90s references? Uh huh. What order? What did I order? Um. Oh, Chasen. Yeah, Chasen. His name is Chasen. Don't like that. And he's like, yeah, she's a smoke show. And everyone was like, how dare you, sir? This is a this is a gentlewoman. I can't believe <laughs> you would call her a smoke My show. My God, how dare you? I, I mean, you know, it's like, I don't know if it bothered her. Oh, that's what it is. I was like, I was like, what is what order is coming? I, I just got like an Amazon notice and I was like, I don't remember ordering anything because I barely order anything on Amazon these days, but I ordered a pasta maker. Anyway, we won't talk about that <laughs> on here. That's related to Twitch. Twitch.tv slash Sammy Ditto. Watch me make pasta oh, on there's stream. there's a plug. There, there it is. There we go. Um, yeah. Okay, wait, hold on. Apparently... So Screen Rant is talking about it being problematic. And I don't I don't know why. Your, your pasta maker or uh, the bachelor? No, Chasen. <laughs> um Listen, if getting called a smoke show is wrong, I don't want to be right. I just want to <laughs> be a smoke show. Apparently, because they're just like they just think it's it's oh here. It has less to do about the term itself than about the type of guy who normally uses it and their experience. It can be taken uh, as a compliment, but it's one that tends to be used by assholes. It's like a step away from problematic locker room talk. I will agree with that. Fair. But still. <laughs> yeah, but like so you're you're picturing like someone who's, you know, cool and nice calling somebody a smoke show and they're mm-hmm. saying like this guy's name is Chasen. Yeah, Jason. What a name! Of course, he he shouldn't call anyone a smoke. Not allowed. Anyway, so, 
what? Uh, all right. So, okay. Then we get to the cocktail party stuff. I I really like Justin a lot, and I love his card game. I thought that was so great when he was just like, you know, he was like, uh, what was it like? I'm in, or thank you for your feedback, or whatever. Yeah, I think that was it. That was so good. Like he's like, if you're not feeling it, just say thank you for your feedback. <laughs> <laughs> and it was it was a cute game. I like those kinds of games like Tuck and I play those kinds of like, you know, ask a bunch of like I have a an app on my phone that's a bunch of cards and you just go through the cards and like ask each other questions. Mm-hmm. And we like doing stuff like that. So I was like, oh, this is I could also use this game. Um and I just think he's really sweet and I I don't know. I'm worried he's not gonna go all that far. And I think he's one of the coolest guys in the house. So that's too bad. Um, but anyway, so that was good. Um, Trey kept putting himself out there and then, and then, yeah, so Hunter has a rose and he's like, I don't care. I'm going to do this like telescope thing. Cause of Mm -hmm. course Hunter owns a telescope. He also owns like a, you know, parakeet or whatever. He owns a telescope and you know, he's like, I think I have it on Orion's belt. And James is peeved because he has this weird idea. Like, here's the thing. He was like, I want to build on the momentum. And I'm like, what momentum? We haven't seen anything. What are you talking about momentum? But I do agree with the general principle that if you have a rose, you should hang back because you do have another week. And you especially as the pool's getting smaller and smaller, you arguably will have more one-on-one time with Katie. Mm-hmm. So I I think it's cool to chill. And I think he could have saved that for next week if he wanted to. And, you know, and yeah, Trey and Aaron and Trey being like ever the rule follower was like, well, last week when I had a rose, I was like, I'm going to go last. Uh, do you remember hearing me say I was going to go last? Because uh, they heard me and they heard me and I went last. Okay. So that's all I'm saying. It's just not what I would do. And I didn't think it was that cool. And just be cool. That's all I'm asking. So <laughs> that's, you know, they're just, they're just out here seeking justice every day. And even though I think James is creepy, I still think he was in the right in principle of the rules established in this particular house by this particular group of men. He knew how yeah. that was going to go. He, yes. He, he understood the social norms of the group and, and what was required. Absolutely. Yeah. So Hunter went against it. Um, I will say something that I learned about Hunter uh, because a, a lot of people were um, criticizing his snorting. Yeah. What, what was going on with him? What, what is, so, what was, up with well, that. So he has Tourette's. And oh, I didn't know that he had Tourette's. No, Jesus. me neither. I didn't know. And I was like, and I, and, and it was, it was odd because like closed captioning, I always watch TV with closed captioning on and it said just like snorts. And I was like, that's <laughs> odd closed captioning choice. And um, yeah. And so I, you know, it's like, you can go after Hunter for whatever you want in terms of like, you know, I, I think it's, I think he's like 
Tasha broke the rules. Like we talked about this last week, I think. Tasha broke the mm-hmm. rules on, um, you know, oh God, what <laughs> was it? Colton season? Yeah. Yeah, um, but because Tisha she broke, was so well liked, we didn't care, and yeah, they didn't give her a villain edit with, for it. That were like cute, you know, like I'm gonna, I'm gonna abscond with you, you know, and mm-hmm. it was like, oh, that's adorable because Tasha's so well liked. Yeah, but like Hunter, obviously, I mean, it's weird. I just feel like he is flip flopping in a way that isn't working for him because yeah. he was on the side of the men who were going against Thomas. And he was, like, helpful in that regard. And, you know, with some of the other, like, he was part of that weed-out group. And then all of a sudden he decided he didn't want to be part of the weed-out group when it no longer suited him. And that's what Aaron's not cool with, for example. Mm Because he's like, wait, you were with us, and now you're just, like, doing whatever the hell you want. We had an agreement in this house, and you're going against the agreement, and that's not cool. And I think that's totally fair to go against him for that because he's just doing what suits him at the time and what he thinks makes him look best instead of what's, you know, quote-unquote, right in this house. Mm -hmm. And that is, I think, a totally valid criticism, but that people were um, tearing him apart because he was snorting is you know and and it's kind of odd because he is a former addict he talked about that a little bit he alluded to that a little bit in the like deep sessions but he didn't talk about it the way connor did he just kind of talked around it talked about ruining a relationship but he he talked about on social media being like a former addict and you know because people were like making drug references and stuff and you know Katie said something like well you only see a small portion on this show and you need to keep in mind that these are whole complete human beings with entire lives and and you're just getting a little piece of them yeah she's like there's things you're not going to see and one of the things you don't see is that he has Tourette's and it kind of sucks that um he has to address it in this way because people are coming for him. And I think that sucks, but just keep that in mind when, you know, before you decide you want to say something shitty. And I thought that that was a really cool way of uh, handling that. And I, I mean, Katie's such a great person. (laughs) Um, It's cool to see her stand up for somebody in the house and be like, Hey, uh, don't be dicks. That's, there's no reason for that. That's really stupid. Yeah. So that's what was going on. But I think there's plenty to criticize about Hunter's strategy. You don't, that's a thing. It's like, that's how I feel about pretty much everything outside of go ahead and talk about Victoria's bra straps. Cause she's ridiculous and you can yell, <laughs> yell about her bra straps, but you know, it's like, there's plenty to say about these contestants that you don't have to resort to personal attacks. That's can stay out of bounds forever. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Um, except for, except for the weird turtlenecks and bra straps. Yeah. The weird <laughs> turtlenecks and bra straps are a fair game. <laughs> that's not like, that's not like part of who they are. That's a choice. No, they made. That's, that's, and a, that's a, a very active choice. choice and yeah. It's one that I don't understand. <laughs> yeah. So that's fine. Just like when all those guys were in the habit of wearing those short suits, like the suits with shorts. Oh, uh, the flood pants. Yeah. Not into it. No, like the ones that were legitimately short. Oh, those two. Yeah, that's Remember, weird. The only one I thought looked good in it was Will's. I thought he did. He looked good. But everybody else, I was like, you look strange. Stop it. 
Um, <laughs> but okay, so we're at the rose ceremony. A lot of guys didn't get time. Oh, this was kind of interesting too, because then Andrew S. also was like, well, we, you know, well, yeah, it's only right that we do this. And I'm like, oh, now you, now you want to talk about fairness? Now that you have a rose? After you sided with Thomas? Now? Yeah. So that's what, there's now just, it's an issue. <laughs> Andrew, I, Andrew S., I want to like you, but you're doing some stuff that drives me nuts. So just pick a lane, pick a lane and drive down it. Stop flip-flopping. And Hunter, stop flip-flopping too. Um, okay, so we're at the rose ceremony. Uh, Greg gets a rose. Aaron, Dad Michael, Connor, uh, James. I wrote, wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so shocked that James got a rose. Um, Justin and I screamed, yes. Um, <laughs> while I was watching it. Uh, Mike P., the virgin. Uh, Brendan, I wrote, why? And then um, also I just said, Tasha is really bringing it in that suit. Uh, she looked amazing. And final rose to Trey. So he gets to hang out for one more week with his friends. So That'll good probably for be Trey. His last. Yeah, he gets yeah. to bro down one last time. See you on Paradise, Trey. Yeah, I, he'll <laughs> totally be on Paradise. Um, Courtney left and it was so sweet i that was the best goodbye i've seen everyone was like see a cue and i was like <laughs> yeah it was it was honestly it was really yeah it was it was wholesome wholesome yeah you could just tell everybody loved him in the house that's why i'm saying i feel like he's kind of like michelle was last season where it was just like oh bye oh you know I'll miss you. Mm -hmm. um and then josh who we barely saw and that other Andrew, right? Wasn't it Andrew C or something? I don't know. The Andrew we never saw doing anything. Mm -hmm. And Courtney are gone. So, um, and then and then Hunter. So here's like when I found out that Hunter was like a former addict, I was like, oh, it doesn't surprise me that he talked about being on a pink cloud. But being on a pink cloud is a bad thing. So that was kind of, you know, when he <laughs> it was, was like. choice. When he was like, nothing's going to stop me from being on this pink cloud. I'm like, but isn't that? And this is, I know this because I've watched Nurse Jackie like three times. Um, <laughs> but isn't that like when you're newly sober and you're like very optimistic and you're like, nothing's going to get me down. And they call it being on a pink cloud because something's going to burst your bubble. Like as soon exactly. as you run into like one minor inconvenience, it's going to just screw up your day. And then you're going to have to grapple with, oh, how do I deal with this difficulty sober? So it was odd that that was an odd choice of words. Um, I think he was just caught up in the moment. Um, but it's like when people talk about the elephant in the room, but they call it a white elephant or a pink elephant. I'm like, those are very different things. Yeah. These are all different things that you're talking about. <laughs> yeah. It's not just, you can't, uh, when people are like the white elephant in the room, I'm like, oh, you got like a gay gift in the room. Like, <laughs> so there was another one like that on this episode too, where they said like, I've had my fill. Or something like that, and then it was just I like, "Yeah, that. I've had my, I, uh, I've got, I've got my fill and his fill, or something like." Like it didn't make any sense how they <laughs> responded to it. I'm like, no, don't <laughs> fucking say that. There are <sighs> like sayings are sayings. You can't just like change it to fit what you want. And 
as far as I know, you're all native English speakers. I don't know what's happening. Yeah. Um, it was just odd. I was just like, that's like an AA thing, isn't it? I don't know. Uh, that's not a good thing. <laughs> that means that at some point you're going to have a rude awakening on the well, show. Well, it's, it's and... an honest and a true thing, I would say for him, because it, yeah, you may be feeling great now, but I could already tell you, you're not going to win this season, pal. It's not going to happen. Yeah. It's just, he's just going to look bad in retrospect being so confident. It's just like, uh, I, yeah, I'm just like anticipating that for you and, and feeling like, oof. Uh, but yeah, there's a lot of crying coming ahead, and it looks like Blake's going to be kind of a dick, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a teaser before that Virgin Mike might not be a virgin anymore, which would be no. very shocking. I don't know if that's real. Yeah. Um, but also, I feel like we can't trust any of the teasers at this point. No, because... no definitely not. Yeah, but they're it's... not faking crying, so there's obviously things that are happening that are that are making them cry, but I do think... I think Dad Michael. Here are my predictions. I think Dad Michael's gonna leave. Mm-hmm. Oh, for sure. Um, I feel like I, I keep hearing rumblings that Greg is the front runner, but I'm just not seeing it yet. So, but mm-hmm. that could still develop over time. But I think Dad Michael's like the best one on the show in terms of like a good fit for Katie and getting oh, good he, airtime. He's a great dude. I and don't just know being, if he's emotionally yeah. ready for it though. That's the other thing. Yeah, it's like that's his true. wife didn't die that long ago, and they were together for sixteen years. So yeah, that's so that's a rough. lot. I don't yeah. think you should be on the show. Honestly, if you're going to dip your toes back into dating, maybe this is the worst way to do it. Yeah, maybe it, just like Tinder. <laughs> it almost felt like like one of his friends was just like, "Oh, you should try and go on The Bachelor," and he was just like, "All right, I'll sign up." And then he's just like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and he's like, "What did I get myself into?" Yeah, so we'll see. We'll see where where that goes. But I'm sure he's going to leave. Then someone's going to show up. And I don't know if that's him coming back or if it's somebody. I, I feel like it's somebody new that we haven't seen yet. Mm-hmm. When she's like, you're the last person I expected to see here. Like, who's that going to be? be? I, don't, I have no clue. Um, Yeah, I don't know. Lots of crying, lots of leaving, running after Andrew at one point. Um, Maybe Thomas will come back. <laughs> I don't think she would say be all as happy as she sounded in that promo if it was Thomas who came back. No, or it Carl. Sounded like Carl motivational speaks his way bl- back into the group. <laughs> I, it sounded like she was happy to see him. So I think yeah. it's either, yeah, I don't know, someone who ends up going home and then changes their mind or something, or someone we haven't seen yet. And maybe mm-hmm. someone from her past. I don't I don't know who it's going to be. Yeah. And yeah, lots of crying. Uh, she wants to leave the show at some point. Uh, very dramatic, very dramatic. Classic stuff. moves, all of them. Yeah, <laughs> it looks good. And they've hooked me. And I'm not afraid to admit it that I'm just like, what's going to happen next? So well done. <laughs> <laughs> Do you have any predictions? I don't know. I think I think Blake's going to take a heel turn. That seems the most obvious. Like, yeah, I, I, I and and not even like a heel turn, but just like an inability to commit. And Katie clearly wants an engagement. I think if you want a slam dunk prediction in a season that is using editing to tell stories that simply are not there, I don't think Blake is ready for this. He's coming in late. Um, he's going to go far, but I, I don't think he's ready for that level of commitment. Yes. Yeah. I think he's, yeah, 
I, I think he's going to look like such a tool <laughs> <laughs> and it's going to be fun. So that's, that gets me pumped. So, all right. Anyway, so that sounds good for now. And um, I don't have any other news for you all. I haven't learned anything else. Oh, except for, um, wait, I think I talked about this. Yeah, I talked about this last week, but I feel like it hit more news outlets that Sean is boycotting the bachelorette. Uh, mm. So that's kind of fun. And he's gross now to me too. And um, that's all I got for you all. So until then, take care of yourselves and others. Be safe. Be well. Uh, stay cool if you're somewhere hot. And uh, yeah, until next week. Yeah, and don't do needle drugs. It's fancy.